In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today's Gospel and the feeding miracle, Jesus reveals to us a, a pattern for the life of prayer. We might call it a, a pattern for a Eucharistic life. And first we have to understand the setting. The setting is a crowd following Jesus for three days into a desert area, which is an interesting image that Jesus purposely leads this crowd to a place where there is nothing in order to reveal himself to them in this way. And so there's a great crowd of people. There are too many mouths and stomachs and not enough resources. That's the setting. The pattern Jesus reveals is what we do when we find ourselves in that place. He asks, what are the resources available? He gathers those. He offers them to God with thanksgiving. The word for thanksgiving in this verse, and usually throughout the New Testament, is Eucharist, from which we get one of the titles for the main service of worship. He gives thanks for them. He offers them to God with thanksgiving. And the result of taking the available resources and offering them to God with thanksgiving is that they are made sufficient to meet the needs of everyone and with extra to spare. And this is a pattern for our lives in Christ. As we follow Christ, we continually find ourselves in similar desert circumstances where there are too many needs and too few resources. And when we follow the example of Jesus, this is what the life of her teaches us to do. We take what we have, we continually offer it to God in thanksgiving, and God makes it sufficient to meet the needs that are before us. And also, as a byproduct, we're free from that anxiety and that fear that governs so much of life in our time. There's a purposeful connection between the creative miracle in the gospel and the experience of Israel in the Old Testament. The line that connects it is, is that line in the gospel, from, from when shall a man find bread to feed these in the wilderness? Bread, wilderness, connects us to Israel, wilderness, and manna. When the nation of Israel came out of Egypt in the Exodus, God led them in, into the wilderness or desert. We should understand, I know when I started studying the Bible, her wilderness, I used to think of a thickly wooded area, but wilderness in the Bible is desert. It's where there's sand and rocks and not a lot else. God led, after, after the Exodus, led Israel into the wilderness where there was nothing. And when Israel encountered this situation of lack, they murmured and complained. There were too many mouths and not enough resources, and the response of Israel was to complain. God wasn't very happy with that response. Psalm 95 that we uh, use in morning prayer on occasion tells us, quote, 40 years long was I grieved with that generation and said, it is the people that do err in their hearts. God later revealed to Israel that the wilderness 
was a purposeful test. He led Israel into the wilderness precisely to, to test. Deuteronomy 8, verses 2 and 3 says, quote, You shall remember all the way the Lord your God led you these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you, to know what was in your heart and whether you keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna which you did not know, neither did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We typically respond to our desert circumstances with murmuring and complaining also. Jesus teaches us the new and faithful way. God sends hardships and tests to us so that he can know what is in our hearts and to teach us that we're not supposed to live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. We can only learn this new pattern by practicing habitual faithfulness. And this is why we talk about a life of prayer. A life of prayer teaches us habits of continually offering life to God in Christ through the Spirit and trains us, therefore, in an attitude of thankfulness, an attitude of trust and dependence. And when we practice that and develop that attitude, we begin to experience continually God's miracle of new creation, God's provision in our desert places. What do we do when there is not enough? The truth is that there is never enough. Even when we have enough of the things we need for life, there is a curious emptiness. This is the folly of pursuing things or money as the goal of life. When we get them, we are not really full. For man cannot live by bread alone. This world, this fallen world, is in fact a continual spiritual wilderness. And the purpose of our life in this wilderness is to teach us to seek the bread of life through faith. The world is all the more a desert when we are full of things. For things tend to separate us from God. They tend to make life drier rather than fuller. We are typically separated from God not by our need, but by our fullness. Tests and hardships are graces that pry us away from the world and return us to God. Thus, St. James writes, Count it all joy, brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance have its perfect work, that you may be complete and entire, lacking nothing. 
We reenact the pattern of the feeding miracle in the Eucharist. We offer bread and wine on the altar. And we talk about in the choir's class, but you should know that the bread and wine, as the priest offers it, it represents us. We, we place ourselves on the altar. We place ourselves in our fallenness, all that we are and all that we lack, our intercessions, our intentions, our inadequacies. In short, we come as people who have too many needs with too few resources. We take all of this and we place it on the altar and we offer it to God in thanksgiving. And our offering is united with that perfect offering of Christ. It is sanctified. It is made holy. And it comes back to us. And it is enough to fill us with plenty to spare. This pattern is to be repeated always and everywhere in our lives. This is what we mean by a life of prayer. We begin the week by offering ourselves to God in thanksgiving at the altar. We begin the day by offering ourselves to God in prayer. We begin our finances by offering the tithe back to God in thanksgiving. As we do these things, as we live these Eucharistic lives, we continually experience God's miracle of new creation, God's provision. We find the bread of life in the wilderness. The truth is that there is never enough. There's never enough time to pray. There's never enough money to tithe. It always seems that if we are really obedient to God's will, we won't have enough of what we really need, or some need won't really be met. When we respond to these needs, to this lack, with murmuring and complaint, when we try to meet our various needs merely with our own cleverness and strength, and withhold from God, the offering of thanks and obedience that he is due. The result is we become anxious and fearful and even eventually despairing. The answer is to learn to live by the pattern of Eucharist. Begin by giving thanks. Begin the week by offering yourself to God in Christ at the altar. Begin the day by offering your day to God in Christ. Begin all things by offering yourself to God in prayer. Thanking God for life and his challenges and the opportunity to exercise faith. When you are tempted to complain, give thanks instead. Give thanks for God's presence in the circumstance. Giving thanks for God's present circumstance is the faith that God will provide what you need in it. This is how we find the bread of life in the desert. This is how we experience the miracle of new creation. As St. Paul says, quote, Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, 
let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. While we have...